Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the Happy Scientist Podcast. Each episode is designed to make you more focused, more productive, and more satisfied in the lab. You can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist. Your hosts are Kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm Vera Claritas, and Dr. Nick Oswald, PhD, bioscientist, and founder of Bitesize Bio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Happy Scientist podcast. This, of course, is the place to be if you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist. I'm Nick Oswald, the founder of BitesizeBio.com, and today we will be drawing on the wisdom of Mr. Kenneth Vogt, the Bitesize Bio team coach and the founder of the executive mentoring company, Vera Claritas. Today, and in all other Happy Scientist podcast episodes, you get to benefit from Ken's Yoda-like words of wisdom to help you increase your performance, enjoyment, and success in the lab. We all say that we want a better work-life balance, but in this episode, Ken has something for you, something better than a work-life balance. Okay, Ken, explain, what is that? <laughs> okay. Well, we got to we got to start with this this notion of balance. Yeah, I think a lot of folks they have these these fond memories of back when back when they used to have life in balance, you know, and maybe they got to go way back to you know like preschool. <laughs> but you know, the, the fact is, what it was was a simpler time. You you probably didn't actually have anything in balance, and I might say you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Well. I guess it starts with, well, what is balance? If we were to look a, a definition up for that, we'd we'd understand it is to keep or put something in a steady position. Steady position. Does life look like that? Does your life look like that? Has it ever been steady? Has it ever been this stationary, static thing? Well, no, that's life doesn't work like that. And I don't just mean human life doesn't work like that. I mean, you y'all are bioscientists. You're looking at life all the time, and it is in constant motion. It's constantly changing. So this notion of being in balance is a is a flawed assumption right from the beginning. Now, now, granted, it's seeking something that looks very desirable. You know, we, we would like to feel like everything is in its proper place and that everything's getting the attention it's due. And, and of course, those are good things. And you want to accomplish your work and you want to move up in your career, but you'd also like to be at, at that kid's recital or soccer game, or you'd like to be there for your, your uh, significant other. And... You know, there is the whole thing about sickness and health. You know, you want to be there with that cup of chicken soup and that warm blanket sometimes because that's what the moment calls for. Um, 
the the problem is that if you have other things going on in your world that make it seem like that's impossible, well, then you, you're never going to have that satisfaction of this thing that that has been labeled work-life balance. Um, so, so the question then is, how do you do this in a dynamic rather than static environment? You know, what are the things that that you have to put uh, that you have to put into their proper place. So we're going to look at a couple of different things. Uh, first off, let's look at, at the characteristics of work. Um, there's a lot of things going on there that you have to, to as it were, balance, that you have to take into consideration. And, and even only in, if it's compared to other things that have to do with work. For instance, um, often you're, you have priorities that are set by others you know you don't even get to set them your boss sets your priorities or your boss's boss or or whoever gave you the grant or or you know there's all of these constituencies that that have a voice in telling you telling you what your priorities are and and you can't ignore that then you have the situation of shifting priorities even if you got the piece with where all these priorities came from they don't ever sit still and they, they keep changing. And and again, there's nothing about any of this that's improper. It's just recognizing that's how, how the work world works. Another thing you have is regardless of what your priorities are, you get interrupted. And you get interrupted for things that are urgent rather than important. Because um, let's face it, interruptions are about the, the level of urgency of a matter, not not its importance. And, and you know, if you're, um, if you're going along and you're working away and then you feel a mosquito bite your ankle, well, it's not terribly important, but it's very urgent. You, know, you don't get that mosquito now, you're not gonna get it, you know? <laughs> now, uh, maybe you, uh, you biozentists have a different view of that and you're thinking, oh, who knows what disease I'm being given given by this mosquito, but then, you know, there is the statistical likelihood of it giving you a disease that also adds to how, how important this interruption is. But, you know, a lot of interruptions are like that. They're, they're just mosquito bites. Um, but they're there, you know, and you, we can't deny that they happen. Another thing that you have to take into consideration is, okay, let's say I have priorities, but some of them have a long-term view and some of them have a short-term view. And so you've got to you've got to weigh those against each other. And when is it when is it critical to give attention to one over another? When is it valuable to give attention to one over another? Because you know those are slightly different ways of looking at it. Another thing that can happen is is this valuable for me this particular task, or is it beneficial only to somebody else? Um, now, in some ways, you might look at that and go, well, I'm not going to be pushed around by other people. Then again, benefiting certain people could be very valuable in your career and very worthwhile. And these are people that, you know, they they know how to return a favor. So you, you can't necessarily look at it and say, well, it's not all about me, so it's not good. <laughs> On the other hand, you can waste a lot of time serving other people that couldn't couldn't care less. And actually... Uh, they don't even find the service to be that valuable. So, you know, you, you need to look at those things too. 
Another thing I think is kind of peculiar to, to bioscientists, not, not entirely so, but is more likely to be something to think about, is, is something a sure thing that I'm putting effort into or something the moonshot, you know, something that I don't know if it's going to work out, but boy, if it does, it'll be amazing. You know, you've got that going on in your world. And if you only ever give your attention to sure things, you know, I mean, it's not like you're going to fail in, in life or in your career at that, but it's not going to be very exciting, you know. Uh, but there are some other things that, you know, if you got, if you got attached to them, could really change your world. Um, now, granted, they could change your world for the negative, too. You know, if you, if you sign up for a stinker and, and it bombs, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't help. But if there's anything I learned from the dot-com world, failure is not a problem. <laughs> you can fail. In fact, you can fail multiple times. The, the question will be, did you learn from that failure? And did it open your eyes to new possibilities? So again, this is all part of the stuff that you balance when it comes to your work. The thing is, work isn't the only thing going on in your world. So let's also talk about the characteristics of life. <laughs> the, the things that happen in your life that also need some attention at times and need some prioritization at times. So an obvious big one at the top of that is relationships. And relationships, you know, I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. Uh, their, you know, relationship with a spouse that, you know, this this has become a, a long-term commitment at that point. There's relationship with your children. Boy, is that a long-term commitment. Um, <laughs> there's a relationship with your parents. There's a relationship with friends, especially friends you've had for a long time. You know, those are all things you have to weigh. And, and they could fall by the wayside if you got caught up, overly caught up, in work, for instance. Now, when I and I say overly caught up to really put the put that in its proper perspective, that you know, of course, you actually you do want to be caught up in your work at times. That 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 that's beneficial. That that means you're giving it your all. But being overly caught up, it work is to benefit your life. If there is no life left to benefit. What's the point? <laughs> you know, you, so you know you, you don't you don't want to lose relationships because of work. Now, another thing that happens in life is you have obligations. There are just some things that that you've got to do, and you know whether they're legal obligations or they're moral obligations or they're, you know, whatever weight you put behind it. If you consider it an obligation. Obviously, it matters to you. It's going to bother you if you don't live up to your obligations. So, you know, it's another thing to take into consideration. Another thing that happens in life is you make plans. You know, there's things you want to do. There's time you want to spend in certain ways. And it's going to matter if you don't give attention to that. And, I mean, plans may be things that are, that are not called them critical. You know, you, you plan to go on vacation. Well, you know, the world isn't going to end if you don't go on vacation. If you don't go on vacation. It might end if your family doesn't go on vacation. <laughs> you know, uh, you've know, you, you got to decide what matters there. But just, I mean, plans to, you plan to go to the gym. You plan to eat healthier. You, there's, a, there's a lot of things you might plan for. And that is part of what's going on in your life. 
Then there's the thing that I'll call preferences. This stuff you want to do. You know, you want to spend more time playing piano. You want to spend more time in the garden. You want to, you know, things you just like to do. I want to spend more time in cooking in the kitchen. Great. But if you don't give attention to that, it probably won't happen. You got a busy enough life that it could fall by the wayside unless it gets some attention. And finally, there's a, a an area I'll call self-care. And self-care could mean many things. And it comes down to realizing what you yourself need. If you realize, I have got to take a minute, you know, and watch the sunset. I've got to meditate. I've got to... I've got to get some sleep, you know. I got to I got to get some alone time away from them noisy kids, you know. Uh, I I have got to have a moment where I can I can read a magazine that's about something I like instead of something I have to read, you know. Um, you know, it all comes down to what you realize is is what you're going to need to recharge your own batteries. So. Here we've listed off all this stuff, and by now you're probably going, well, that's just, um, that's all impossible. I can't do all of that. That's, I, why did I ever think I could sign up for that? This is, I, I have failed before I can even begin. Yes. <laughs> well, and it's, the answer there isn't to try and balance it. You, you're, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a very difficult time balancing all that. And, and, and it's possible that you know some people that appear to do that, that they seem to be balanced all the time. And, and I will I will submit to you that there's two types of people like that. One type is a person that is so, so uptight and so locked down, so wired in that, yes, they, of course, they, they can account for every minute of the day and, you know, uh, there's a place for everything and everything in this place. And you can look at that and go, wow, do I want to be that person? And I bet you 90% of you are going, wow, I do not want to be that person. That is a price that is just too high. And I, I remember uh, when, when my son was born. Now, this is uh, 32, 33 years ago. And... Uh, my my wife is going to have to have a C-section. It's an emergency C-section. It wasn't planned. Uh, There's something that was going on that needed to happen, and so I'm in the locker room with the doctor, and we're you know we're changing into clothes to be there because I'm going to be there for this. So they they want you to you know they want you to put on a gown and all that. And this guy pulls off his shirt, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, he's built like an Olympic athlete. It made sense to me when I thought about it, because here was a doctor that was just super wired in. I mean, this this guy was on top of every detail, which, you know, sounds like something you want in a doctor, you know. While we're sitting there, we hear a call over the PA, you know, Dr. Smith, uh, come to cardiology. And it's like, oh, no. And I'm thinking, here's my, my, uh, you know, my obstetric, uh, what do you, what do you want to call it, my, you know, my wife's obstetrician surgeon who's going to now have to leave to deal with somebody who's obviously dying. He's being called to cardiac, you know, to, to, to you know, cardio care. And and he didn't. He got on the phone. He told us to have this, have whoever's on, on call there handle it. 
hung up and then came back and went and did my thing because you know he had an answer for everything everything that could be done and of course the everything went fine son was born fine although he wasn't he wasn't real happy to be here at that moment there was the, the look on his face said well i wasn't ready for this well whose idea was this you know <laughs> well it was this doctor who had to, he thought it had to be you know it was his notion and i thought man when i looked back at all that i thought about how hard his life must be what his wife must think about him you know and what his kids must think about him and that's a hard way to be so anyway that is a that is a uh, overachievers way of approaching balance right i'm not, not even knocking it you know he's a he's a good man who got a lot done and all that but what a cost you know was it worth it i don't know i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say now the second kind of person you see balancing it all is a politician and they are putting up a good front they are making it look like they have a grip on everything but do they really and you know we've seen people like that to just at some point they just crumble they all you know the the facade falls down and everything comes apart and i know nobody wants to be that it's a nightmare so okay if those are the those are the only two options you got. A lot of folks would be going, I don't think I'm going to sign up for either option. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to do this. You can, you can do it different. So some of the things you have to be willing to do then is you got to forget about perfection. Perfection is not the goal. Um, it's because perfection is just an idea about what is perfect. It's, it's often, it's nothing to do with what is actually perfect. You know, sometimes you, if you look at a a plant and you see a you see a flower, and it it just looks so perfect. Yeah, except it looked different last week and it looked different next week. Was it imperfect before and after? It's like no, it it was it was at the stage it was at and it was fine. And so you know, and our perspective is not always the most accurate. And even even a really considered perspective is still lacking some some knowledge and some information so if you can just forget about perfection this notion of balance becomes not quite as important like what you're hearing ready to supercharge your scientific career discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness learn the importance of meeting your human needs identifying and unlocking your charisma factors discovering your core mindsets and much more Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. Another thing is, as we mentioned, you know, life happens in motion. So things will keep moving. If it's not perfect this moment, if it's not in balance at this moment, you know what? Next moment's coming. And, and by the way, if it's perfect right now, next moment's coming <laughs> you know so it's it's you, even if you achieve some kind of miraculous balance you're not going to be able to hang on to it and then you're going to suffer because you're going to beat yourself up about it and and what's to be gained from that um, you know self-hatred is not getting you anywhere it, and it never will it's never going to fix any real problems so it's better to just forego that entirely so, 
I've, I've noted a couple times that, uh, you know, we're talking to bioscientists here. And if there's anybody that knows how to keep things alive, keep them alive, it's you. You're the ones. <laughs> so, how do you keep you alive? Well, well, use the same thing you would use in the lab. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tick off a few things that, that you ought to consider. So first off, you create conditions that are supportive of life. And, you know, that differs from, from organism to organism. And that differs for circumstance to circumstance. You know, what do you need? In some cases, you need time. You need quiet. In other cases, you need action and you need people around. And you, need, you know, you're going you're gonna to create the right environment for the right things you want to accomplish at the right times you need to accomplish them. That's, that is a far better thing to, to do than to try and focus on some kind of fantasy of balance. The next thing you need to do is you recognize that things don't stay the same and things can, things can go wrong. I mean, they can go really wrong uh, if you let them go too far. So what you need to do is set up feedback loops. Fine. If there's something important that you want to accomplish in your world, make sure that you're constantly getting reports back on it. You're getting references back on it. And whatever that is, you know, whether it's, yeah, you want to hear your kid in school, you ought to be asking them on a regular basis, how are they doing in their classes? And when you hear a class is hard for them, well, that's the topic you want to keep asking about. You want to make sure they're up to date on it, see if they need any help, you know. Or if it's something to do with your spouse and what's happening in their work, you know, if there's a topic there that that is bothering them, you're going to want to hear about it because they're going to want to tell you about it. They're going to want to share it. They're going to want to have some support. And that support might come in just to having a listening ear. You know, it's not like you have to solve their problem for them. But, um, you know, just somebody that cares can make a big difference. Another thing you can do is you can collect data about whatever it is that's important to you. And then you can derive information from that data. So what do I mean by that? Data is just kind of raw facts. They just, they're just there. Information is attaching some value to those facts or seeing, seeing what's important. You know, I, I, can, I can give you a number that is the temperature of something and it may or may not matter to you. It may not mean anything to you. But uh, in certain in certain things, one temperature is going to mean my whole culture is dead, <laughs> or or it's fine, and and I might not know the difference, but you will, because it's, it's information to you. To me, it was just data. So make sure that you know collect data, but then make sure you turn it into information that you can use. And then finally, once you have information, well, you can make decisions. And, and you can make adjustments as need be. So you've got to engage enough with the things that are important to make sure that you do that. You, you engage enough to get data. You engage enough to, get inf to derive information about that data. And you engage enough to make decisions on that information. And you engage enough to make adjustments based on your decisions that you'll actually do something. You know, at the end of the day, it's not just thinking about it, but it's the things you do. And sometimes the, the things you do will be small. It, it just, but it, it shows your level of commitment. And if you keep doing that, 
you will realize that, you know what, I'm in harmony. That's the thing you're seeking here, is you're seeking harmony. Harmony is way better than balance. Harmony is something that happens in action. It happens in motion. And it often happens with other people. You know, um, there's so many benefits there. And you never hear anybody hear about a harmonious situation and go, well, boy, did I hate that that was harmonious. You know, <laughs> it's always good. It always comes out better for you. And this notion of being in balance, don't you, whenever you hear somebody's in balance on something, do you, don't you immediately find it to be suspect? Really? Are they really in balance? And are they going to stay that way if they, even if they are, you know, whereas harmony, harmony sounds like it's a mode of, a mode of being. It's not just a momentary thing. So that's what I'm recommending to you today. So I will, I will let you weigh in, Nick. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is a kind of one to get your head around, but I think the, the, um, the conclusion of that what you're talking about is harmony that really helps because you can get a sense of what that means you know to live to live your life like that rather than seeking to force some sort of arbit uh, not arbitrary balance it's almost a cultural culturally defined balance in a way mm -hmm. um although one thing that people are often talking about when they are they say um you know they want a better balance especially work-life balance is that they want to have more more freedom maybe right you know more 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 time or more freedom to do the things that they want to do um i guess so that's one aspect that, that struck me one a couple of other things that i wrote down while you were um you were uh, going through this is um one way to look at this i think is it's, it's rather than trying to assert a balance, it's about going with the flow mm -hmm. kind of thing. Where you, um, it's a mix between going with the flow, it's a balance between going with the flow and, and but also choosing parameters that, that of what matters to you and sticking to them. Mm -hmm. Would that be true? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, it's up to you to decide what those things are. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, then you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at how to practically, how to practically do this, you're going to, uh, uh, the two qualities you're going to have to adopt is one, a flexibility, um, to be, you know, to stop, um, you know, trying to push for that balance to, to kind of be flexible with what's happening, but also be assertive that when you're, the parameters you set get hit, then, um, you can, uh, you can, you don't allow them to, you know, you don't allow it to go so far. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of this comes down to, to how hard are you on yourself? You know, mm. are, are you very judgmental of yourself? If you, if you can give yourself a little more breathing room, you can get more done. I'm not saying to blow it all off. Like who cares? Who cares if I, I live up to any ideals? Well, no, if you've got ideals and they're important to you, by all means, strive to live up to them. But understand that it's it's a matter of striving, not a matter of of completing. Because you know, and you you're not all going to be Buddha or Christ. You know, <laughs> not everybody can do that. Um, and but but if you're if you're making an effort in that direction, that's still quite valuable. 
and it's still quite worthwhile and still can be quite satisfying. It's, it's interesting because I actually wrote this at the top of the page and then I crossed it out because I thought that's not it, but it might be because, or it's in perspective anyway, that when you talk about looking for balance in the schedule sort of thing, actually what you're looking for balance in is your mind and sure. is the way that you think about Well, things. yeah, you may have and some what, heroes that are in that, you know, that are call them secular heroes, you know, and people that you really look up to, and they might be people you know personally, and you think, man, I want to be just like Dr. So-and-so. Well, okay, maybe that's not a bad aspiration, but can you be like Dr. So-and-so? Or are they really an exceptional person that have that has some resources you just don't have? It, you're set, you can set the bar too high for yourself, you know? Well, we've all did this, you know, we're in first grade and we want to be just like our first grade teacher. Well, yeah, but they're an adult and you're six. You know, there's, there's only so much you can do, right? <laughs> and it's fine. Be be a great six-year-old if that's what you are. That That's interesting, though, because one one of the things, you know, if you're, especially if you're a high achiever, one of the things you're kind of told, programmed, you strive sort of thing not to do is to set limits on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and it, well, but look at that. Maybe you're setting the limit. You're only going to be as, as good as Dr. So-and-so. Maybe you could be greater than that. <laughs> so, amazing. Maybe, uh, interesting that one, yeah the, yeah, the comparison thing is an interesting one as well, though, because I know for me, I'm always, you know, I would love to have more self-discipline, right? I don't. And, um, and it's kind of something I kind of beat myself up a bit about is that, you know, if only I had more discipline, then I could do X. But maybe, as you're saying, that's that's all, almost limiting because, and what it's stopping me doing is looking for another way to get the same result. Right. You, you can, and you can, self-discipline sometimes gets executed as somebody who's just entirely rigid. Then they have no flexibility at all. They can't change with circumstances. They they can't accept new data. You know, and those are all bad things. So you know, I guess I guess the what not using, not it's not necessarily that the self discipline is is the. It's just an example of something where, um, it's something I see. I, I want to get an end result that the, that the self discipline would give me. But if I stick to the to the um, to thinking that that you know, for example, if I had more self discipline, then that would be a more ba I would be have a more balanced life, and so I need to push myself to have more self discipline, which is actually not natural for me. Right. But by, by <laughs> doing that, by doing that, I don't I, I don't give myself the space to look for the other uh, an, another solution to get the same result. If you see what I mean, mm -hmm. to get the yeah. same perceived balance. I, I kind of get in the edge of something here, actually. You know, that, like, that I'm trying to understand this as much as the people listening, because that was quite, well, that was one of your, not cryptic ones, it's <laughs> semi-cryptic, but I'm getting the edge of something where it's kind of more about being in balance with yourself. Yeah. And then allowing the, you know, and the balance then... Balance is self-defined. Mm. I, I, I don't know why, I just had this, this song from Queens of the Stone Age running through my head, you know, oh, go, go with the flow. <laughs> and, and you know go with the flow could sound very 
you know, just lazy, like, you know what, I'm not going to make any choices. I'm just going to let things just happen. And that's, that's not what I mean. You know, it's like you're, you're in a, an active river and you're moving down it. Now go with the flow. It's, it's dynamic. It's happening, you know, it, but you could use that power to push you in the right direction or in, in the direction that's going to work. Let's put it that way. So don't make well, it having, having spent three days on a river in the summer, paddling, <laughs> we were going with the flow, but it was a lot of work. You know, and and so you can't imagine if you hadn't flow. gone with the flow. But that's think. what I mean. That that's what I mean. It's not a lazy thing at all. Yeah, uh, and it's not an inactive thing either. Mm -hmm. It's it's look at it's continually reassessing the situation, but being relaxed with where it is, and then just making an adjustment. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, the the river, you know, go with the flow like that. Yeah, boy, we yeah. need to have an episode on freedom. And oh. differentiated from the hippy dippy freedom, you know. <laughs> okay, I mean, this, the, as I said, this is one of the ones that I can't grasp immediately. What what you're the whole of what you're saying. Um, so it might be uh, if other people are the same, then it might be that this is a, a re-listen one, or it might be yeah. that we have to cover this in a different angle. Yeah, well, really and actually, it, but... yeah, I think we have covered it in the past in in pieces, but I wanted to have a specific just about this episode. Also, mm. there's a couple of references. There's an article that'll be in the show notes that talks about perfectionism. That's titled perfectionism is setting the bar too low. <laughs> mm. So it's a worth, worth thinking about. And of course, always go back to episode 20, the multitasking myth. It is not the answer to balance my friends. And if you're falling victim to that, by all means, listen to that episode again. And it's yeah, not a hard one to understand like this. It's based on a Stanford study. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty fact-based. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So maybe go back to episode 20. Maybe I will go back to episode 20, listen to that, and then come back and listen to this and see if I can get more. But again, I did say at the top of this that you were the, the it was your Yoda-like wisdom. And sometimes Yoda take some deciphering so <laughs> this is one of those i would say um but it doesn't mean that you can't get something at even the first first pass i have it certainly makes you think and um and try and figure out for yourself that that whole work-life balance thing for example is not as simple as it's made out to be and actually the simplification is maybe what make what makes it unattainable right so so yeah. in fact okay. seek harmony it's a it is accessible to you it's available go get it <laughs> okay that was i thought i thought that was going to be a bit more yoda like but that wasn't too bad <laughs> um <laughs> okay yeah i think this is one where we need to do some homework on well the people who are listening to this and myself so um we might come back to this uh topic or another angle on it in, in the future again um if i can figure out where i you know where my understanding got to and we can uh work, work from there okay wow that was a that was a head melter as we'd say here okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay but uh yeah definitely thank you again ken though that's just another those are the ones that, that normally will end up being of the most benefit if you once you decipher them in my experience so again, as Ken said, um, uh, you know, podcast 20 would be a good one to cross-reference with this one. Um, and so would episodes one to nine. They're good to cross-reference with all of them. They're, that's where you find the foundational principles, human needs, corsets, charisma factors, stuff like that, that really 
it gives you a framework, it gives you some parameters actually, um, which is something Ken mentioned in this podcast. And um, yeah, I think that you could find those very helpful. Again, maybe I'll go and listen to those again as well. Um, uh, if you want to go back and look through the episodes that you, any episodes that you've missed, you can see uh, those at bitesizebio.com forward slash the happy scientist. And if you want to connect with us, we are at facebook.com forward slash the happy scientist club. Join us there and say hello. So that just leaves me to say thanks again, Ken, for another, I'm not going to say illuminating. That was kind of slightly pulling back the curtain, that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a little chink of light there. <laughs> and uh, but yeah definitely it's going to be helpful uh, once it's digested um, so again thanks again for Ken for taking the time to put that together and deliver it and we will see you all again for the next episode bye The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio your mentor in the lab Bitesize Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bitesize Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.